The news segment of Better on Draft is brought to you by our sponsors, the Tuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Our dry January sponsor, where a couple of us are participating, that's Reputation Beverage out of DeWitt, Michigan, kombucha, tea, and coffee, whether it's cold brew or ground or even whole bean coffee. Everything you can buy, you can buy online, get it delivered to you and your door. We also have... North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road on North Center Street. Go check them out. Plenty of great food and drink options there. Don't forget to find us on all of our social medias. It's Better on Draft on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can friend us on Untapped. Find out what we were drinking during the show, Bod Podcast. And, of course, you can listen to us live every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We have so many guests upcoming. Stay tuned and, of course, check out betterondraft.com forward slash events to see all of our future guests. We appreciate you listening, and when you want to listen to us live, 7 p.m. Eastern Fridays, betterondraft.tv. Welcome, everybody, to the news segment, January 21st, 2022. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. If you're not listening to us live, you're listening to us on the podcast, you can listen to us live 7 p.m. Eastern every single Friday night. Uh, we've got so many amazing guests upcoming, and I'm going to sprinkle in a few of them just so you guys can get ready for them, uh, including Great Lakes Brewing out of Ohio. Ohio. Let's try that one again. Great Lakes Brewing out of Ohio. <laughs> Take a mulligan again on that one. You know, I'd say I'm drunk, but I haven't uh, had a drink tonight. Uh, Live Oak out of Texas. Shiner out of Texas. As well as some amazing Michigan breweries upcoming, including Harmony, Beer, Demac, and Arvon. So stay tuned. Check the schedule and obviously follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, let's go over and see what everybody is drinking real quick. I've cracked open during the last segment, uh, Untitled Art Chocolate Milk Stout. Um, and then next to me, I also have a Cerveza Athletica as well as a Partake Dark. So that's probably going to be what I'm going to be finishing throughout the evening. Uh, Wendy, what do you got over there? Um, I am still finishing up at depth two from Brew Detroit. I have just a little bit of it left. Uh, but I also chose to open up one of my favorites. Not one of my favorites, my absolute favorite, the Matt Alf from Troves. Uh, my dad, I went to get this beer. I know you don't want us to be quick, but I went to get this beer from downstairs today. And my dad was like, you mean this case that's been down here since before Christmas? And I was like, I have to buy it a lot because I can only get it once a year. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Rob, what are you drinking over there? Uh, I am finishing off an Old Nation Fritz Lager. And then I've got a little something that's sitting here just kind of patiently waiting. And Nicholas? I am drinking my Space Camper Cosmic IPA from Boulevard Brewing and IPA number five from Groundbreaker. Daniel, what do you got? Uh, still following in your footsteps, Ken. I've got a Loganitas Hop Refresher. I will have to make sure uh, Beards up in uh, Petoskey is making a handful of different flavored hop, uh, not seltzers, but hop waters. Um, and there is a rumor. And I won't spill the beans of who, what, where, when, and why. Uh, but uh, after having a taste of hop tea, uh, we'll be making their own line of hop teas here in Michigan. So sprinkle that in your mindset. You guys can figure out who would – well, I mean, you can't figure it out because there's 403 breweries out there. <laughs> it's one of them. Um, but I'll give you a hint. It's not Jolly Pumpkin. It is not a sour 
uh, hop tea. Um, I did see sour seltzers that Bud Light released. Um, I'm curious to try them. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to. I still have a fridge full of beer to get to. Um, and since I've been trying to finish up all this NA stuff that I purchased, thinking the Lions were going to be losers for a long time, um, we're just going to work on that until then. And then maybe maybe March will be what is in Ken's refrigerator. We'll see, like, maybe check in every week to see if I've emptied it or see if I've filled more into it. Uh, but as always with segment, uh, the new segment... Here is Robert with the Beer News. Ooh, just in time. <laughs> what was that, Rob? What were you chugging? All right. Uh, <clears throat> so this is another one. Shout out to my friend Brian out in New Hampshire. He kind of sent me a package here. Uh, this is from Woodland Farms Brewery. It is called Lonesome, Lonesome Whistle Scream. It's a chocolate vanilla coffee porter aged in bourbon barrels. But surprisingly, for being aged in bourbon barrels, it only clocks in at 7.9. What I have to say to that is, is that that beer has too many words. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> too many yeah, I mean, it's not like It's not like Griffin Claw flying buffalo barrel aged. <laughs> Now, I got to know, am I the only one waiting for the day where you do that and then projectile vomit, like, live on camera, like, instantly? I'm waiting for, like, a carbonation tickle. Like, like you know, <laughs> it comes through the nose. Yeah, it gets, you know, <laughs> he coughs and it goes right through the nose and then all over his computer. And, yeah, that's that's what I'm waiting for. I don't think he'll, like, projectile bag. I think we'll get a, a carbonation tickle first. This this laptop costs too much for me to risk that. So all like, of a sudden, that's... the camera's covered <laughs> in beer that came through your nose. You're just gonna see the screen just go down and just like. This. <laughs> uh, so as always with the news, we all have brought in a uh, news article that we want to talk about. I am gonna go first just because I run this shit and I can decide that sometimes. Um. <laughs> But I'm really excited to talk about it because I think it's a fun topic. Uh, but next week, the Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week starts. It is a 10-day event. Um, and events start on January 28th, lasting 10 days throughout the entire Kalamazoo area. So not just the city itself. Um, and on f- uh, Saturday, the 29th, uh, there is the Winter Beer Olympics at Presidential Brewing Company. This is an eight-team contest. It costs $100 per four-man team, which includes a minimum of four pints per person, as well as there's going to be prizes to first, second, and last. Uh, just so you guys know, as of the date we're recording this, uh, there are five team spots still available, so you can get in there. Um, they just announced it recently, um, but... What they do is is that they have a handful of games. You get points for each game, but they don't tell you the games in advance. So you don't know what you're going to be playing when you're going there. Um, from Presidential Brewing, I got a little bit of a statement here. Um, is that they're going to be doing different things like your uh, trivia, standard drinking games, relay. Um, each game is going to be worth a certain amount of points. As I mentioned, it's not an elimination style bracket. So I think eight is just a, a round number um, as opposed to uh, doing like elimination round by round. Um, they're going to be doing like a, a, a torch rate, not a torch race, but like where they do the uh, the torch marathon and they light the fire pit. 
Uh, oh, the, the torch relay. The torch relay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, they'll be doing a, a medal ceremony at the end of the winners. Um, and it's supposed to be just like a fun all around event. So what I want you guys to think about is if, if we were to start our team, maybe I'm the coach, uh, and you guys are my, my four man team. Um, what do you think would be your strongest beer drinking or beer related game? And what do you think would be, uh, the one where we'd have to carry you a little bit more? Uh, so as the coach, I'll, uh, I'll show you my strengths. Um, now, as much as I used to host trivia, I am garbage at trivia. Uh, so I will tank the entire team if we relied on me for trivia knowledge. Um, that doesn't involve basically Michigan craft beer or how I met your mother. Um, two topics I know a lot about. The rest, not so much. Um, and I mean, that's just like the whole rest of the world. Uh, strengths, on the other hand, uh, I think I'm a very good anchor if you play with an anchor and flip cup. Uh, as I am a very fast drinker and very fast high volume drinker. Uh, so if we were playing flip cup, I would be the anchor. Uh, but Nick, I, Nick, I think you already know what you're good and what you're bad at. What, what are you mm. doing to, uh, help our team to victory? And what are you going to do to make us lose? <laughs> well, I, I find my strength is also in flip cup. You give me a solo cup. I feel like I can get it within the first three tries most of the time. So I feel like slip cup and I, I don't like bragging a lot, but that's one I will brag about. Cause I always seem to do really good in that flip cup is my strength. Um, I would say my um, weakness is power chugging. So if we got into a chugging contest, whether it was like a light beer or actually, you know, any beer for that matter, um, where it was like a relay or like, you know, mar- you know, heaven forbid marathon chugging, um, which would be horrible. Marathon chugging. I, I just made that up, Dan. I don't know. It seemed to make you know, it seemed to make sense, you know. You know, you, you take uh I don't know. It could happen. Instead, yeah, instead of the beer mile where you do a beer every quarter mile, you do the beer marathon where it's every beer every mile. Oh no, you I just, would you, you just get both of those. <laughs> I might do I might do okay with the beer mile. I don't know. I, I haven't read, uh, ran a mile in a long time. I would say the the chugging thing though. Anything chugging related, I would definitely need help on. All right, Rob. What about you? So what you, I'm bringing to the team. I'm pretty much the opposite of both of y'all. Um, as far as the, if, if there is any trivia involved, then I would definitely feel like that's going to be my strongest, uh, my strongest area is going to be in the trivia. Um, obviously, you know, being the, ho- being a host, uh, being a content writer, I, I do a lot of research as it is. Um, just obviously don't give me any geography questions. And other than that, I, I should be okay. Uh, but as far as the weakness, um, my thing is, is that I may have played a drinking game twice in my entire life. So uh, you give you put me in any drinking game situation. Um, yeah, you, you might as well just say, fuck him. He, he's not going to do a damn thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So party games is going to be Rob's downfall. Wendy, what about you? So, uh, as you both mentioned flip cup already, um, I am one sip, one flip. That is our theme for uh, a couple of groups that I'm in. So, 
uh, I think that I could definitely be a plus if it came to flip cup. Uh, I am not good at all when it comes to what's the other one with the olive uh, beer pong. The beer, beer, beer pong. pong. I suck at beer pong. Oh, I don't have no. game for nothing. So and <laughs> and I really don't like to chug. I can if I need to, but I don't like to do it. So I, but trivia I might be okay with. Um, anything to do with running anywhere. I think it's funny when people post I'll run for beer because nope, I might jog there a little bit, but I'm not running for it. <laughs> so uh, maybe trivia and flip cup would be my things that I could be helpful on. I used to think I was real. Oh, what, what's up, Wendy? Oh, so also the Stein holding Stein, holding. which I sign holding. Yes. I actually know. Um, I've learned of somebody in Michigan who is a competitive sign holder. We have to talk about that later. I would suck at that because I have a broken shoulder. So that would, <laughs> I would definitely not be able to help that. Uh, I, I was going to say, I used to think I was really good at beer pong. And then Dan and I actually went to a beer pong tournament at Planet Hollywood in Vegas. And we got the shit kicked out of us. At the yeah, tournament. it was bad. <laughs> I And this was just like their weekly tournament. So it wasn't even like a, a professional. It was just, oh, hey, it was, it was at a place called Blondie's. And just these guys were, were hitting easily, you know, probably 14 shots and you were out. Oh yeah. It was bad. It was fast that they were going too. It's like, oh okay. Oh, yeah. And then the one guy <laughs> kept the beer that was left over instead was, of giving was, it to you. Yeah, this was this was back when we still couldn't figure out how we didn't all get herpes from each other from drinking from shared glasses <laughs> and uh yeah, the dude beat me and he still had like eight cups left. I'm like, that's my beer to drink. <laughs> so the group that I mentioned when I talked about beer pong, we actually went to an Oktoberfest in Frankenmuth one time. And we were in our 30s, is all I'm going to say. And a group in their 20s came up and challenged us challenged us to beer pong. And they were one person short. So we sent somebody from our team over to them. And we still beat them so badly, they refused to play us again. <laughs> so I think we're okay at beer pong. Or not beer pong, beer flip cup. Flip cup. Dan, what about you? Um, I've got you guys covered. Anything involving chugging. So Edward 40 hands, shotgun relay, something like that. I got that for us. I can do that in about a second. That's no big deal. Uh, easy enough. Um, the place I would struggle, um, if we ended up having to play quarters, I just might as well not play because that is a game I cannot put a quarter in a damn glass to save my life. It is one of the worst games I've ever played. So I'd probably just be better off watching or doing whatever. Hope you guys can do it when I can't. I can't even tell you the last time I played quarters. It, it's I an can, old school game, but yeah. I could probably only count a handful of times that I've played it too. Um, and it's probably just, oh, I have a pocket full of quarters. Here's a shot glass at a bar. Let's just kind of play and have fun. <laughs> no, nothing further than that. Um, 25 to 30. That's what we did. 25 to 30. Yeah. So... I think that what everybody said, we sound like a pretty decent team. It's too bad we're not all here. I think we'd hold our own. We'd be all right. I think we might. 
I think so. I, I think we'd just, do good. I think at least we'd be entertaining, or at least entertaining ourselves. <laughs> I think we, would be we would think we're entertaining, at least entertaining ourselves. <laughs> I mean, that's the most a, important part. Yeah. The, the drinking games, I'll leave that shit to y'all, because I'm, I'm still like 11 years into figuring out what depth perception is. So I'm not throwing shit. <laughs> I'm not throwing I, shit. I, I will say that if, if, uh, if uh, Clear Coast in Foling is is an event and if we happen to have a fifth like matt bush um, on our team as well i think we would do pretty good in that one after a few clear coasts just saying i i was never good at foaling and then i thought i was okay too at bags until me and matt went to the eastern market uh tailgate for the bears game um and the owner dane um demolished us literally skunked us in a matter of i think i think both matt and i threw twice total like that's it these guys these guys were just that good and it was that that we weren't scoring either but uh they were hitting nearly everything but rob what's what's the article you want to talk about tonight all right. Uh, article I want to talk about involves, um, I guess, alcohol being put in uh, different locations, although it is something that we do have here. Uh, but this is mainly focusing, firstly, on the state of New York, uh, as the liquor authority out there has voted unanimously on a new measure on Wednesday, uh, this very past Wednesday, uh, that was pushed along by the National Association of theater owners, and it's going to allow movie theaters to apply for liquor licenses to sell beer and wine inside of theaters. Now, previously uh, in New York, a theater would have had to qualify as a restaurant to sell alcohol, and people could not take the drinks to their seats unless they were servers. Now, uh, this one particular uh, individual that was interviewed, Scott Pukos, he's the uh, director of communications uh, at the Little Theater in Rochester, New York. And he spoke about the new measure, stating, uh, I hope it makes a big difference. It's just another way to add to the experience. There are so many other entertainment venues when you can go out and get beer and wine. So it makes sense to have it in a, in the movie theater, too. Um I was just kind of looking at this and, you know, looking at it from the, the, the standpoint of power in the hands of evil, seeing people with alcohol at entertainment venues and sporting events can be kind of an ugly sight, especially today where we're just in this, um, we're in the era, the era of fisticuffs. There, there's fights that are happening everywhere because apparently we've gone through a COVID situation where people don't know how to interact anymore. And it's just like leading to, you know, behavior from just arguments to just violence. And like I said, I know that theaters here in Michigan already serve alcohol. We see that in the Imagine theaters uh, where they have alcohol. Honestly, I've it's been so long that I've been to a theater that I don't know if you can take it back to your seat or not. <laughs> so I, I, I honestly, I do not remember. Um, but then again, I don't necessarily go to movies that much anyway. Um, but I guess I have a question to, to all of you. I'm going to start with Wendy on this one. In terms of having beer and, uh, and alcohol and liquor at a movie theater, is that something for you that would add to the experience of watching a movie in, in a public location? Yes. 
And you know, I'm going to say that because if they allow me to get beer or liquor in the theater, I'm going to do it. Um, uh, yes, you can bring it back to the back to your seat. Now, not every movie that I go to has it, and it's not going to stop me from going if they don't. But mm-hmm. most theaters, they've got a limit on how much you can purchase when you're there because you can only buy so many drinks during a two-hour period. Like, for the most part, like, you don't need more than one beer to go to a two-hour movie. And if you do, you probably shouldn't be going to a two-hour movie. I mean, mean, unless you're... Unless you're, sitting through, unless you're sitting through Veggie Tales, I mean, I figure you would have to have a little bit more. <laughs> I love Veggie Tales. I don't know what you're talking about. I seriously still want to know where my hairbrush is. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, I like I will get a drink when I go to the theater. I tend to go to the ones that have it just because I'm an adult and I'm single and I'm generally not going to a kid's movie, but mm-hmm. for the most part, no, I, yeah, I think it does. I don't know that it adds or attracts from the theater. It just depends on what you're looking for in your experience. Um, right. And I, and guess I if think you can't wait two hours to have a drink. You probably shouldn't be going to somewhere that won't let you drink for two hours, in my yeah. opinion. Probably. And I've never seen anybody over like they've never oversold at the movie theater because you're usually only there for a couple hours. Right. And you're not usually at the bar for a couple hours while you're at the movie theater. So I right. guess and, my opinion. And and I guess with, with a movie, it is a little bit different because in thinking about people who are in stadiums, that that people can get drunk during a football or baseball game, and that's two two hours, three hours. But then you also have to factor in the possibility of them tailgating that they probably got drunk beforehand anyway. Generally, they and, didn't get drunk at the game. They got drunk before the game. They got drunk before the game. And there's not really many people who are, uh, unless it's like Star Wars, there, there's not many people who are tailgating, so to speak, for for a movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, going on to to Dan here, what what do you think about this? Yeah, I think they should. I mean, it's a great idea. People don't really want to go to the movies these days. At least I don't. You can watch things at your house just about as good as you can at the theater. So it's a good. They got to do things to get people to come in. So I think it's a great idea. I didn't know there are states where you couldn't buy beer like at the movie theater so i mean it's perfectly good they're gonna charge like 15 dollars a beer anyways so it's <laughs> it's it's better revenue for the for the theaters to help keep them in business too right Truth yeah story, it's a lot of money to buy a beer at a, yeah. at a movie theater it really is i mean it's probably it's it's a lot of money to buy a beer at a, a sports venue too i would think for a movie theater it's going to be a little cheaper um, but yeah, I, I think there is going to be that, that little, that, that bit of overhead that is going to be there. And Hey, if it, it, it's, it's the cost of, of having a beer at a movie theater, it just, um, I don't know, I guess it just sucks for the people who have to clean that up. But then again, they have to clean up the pop anyway. Uh, but another, another, uh, side is, which I wanted to put this to, to Ken and Nick on, on this one. Um, obviously, like I said, that we, we've got these places that, that have beer, um, in these venues, I- I'm curious, are there any other venues that you see left that 
still should be serving some sort of alcoholic beverages. Um, really, I was running out of ideas of what the hell is left. And the first thing that came to my mind was a damn target. <laughs> so <laughs> what else is out there that doesn't have beer and liquor that is a place where you think it should be served? Uh, I'm going to go with two here. One, public concourses of balls. Um, while you're walking the mall, not just at a you know bar or restaurant inside the mall. I'm talking like while you're walking from store to store. Uh, number two, and this is going to be a weird one, um, 100% should happen. Um, and obviously you can have limitations and stuff, but hospitals. Hospitals <laughs> no. should have some type of... No. no. You go in, you but can I get... Agree. Uh, 100% some of the most stressful people are in there, whether they're in there for a loved one, in there for um, just a long period of time waiting, in there uh, to visit. Like, if you could allow me to, like, if if I went in there, Mm -hmm. say, for instance, um, when I threw out my back uh, a year and a half ago. Like, if Julia could come in and she's stressed because obviously I've never thrown my back out before. What the hell is happening? What's, you know, what's wrong with me already? You know, a a drink to take off the edge would be really, really, in my opinion, good. Just my Yeah, I, I guess, you know, trying to think back to, you know, my hospital visits and just sitting around being in a hospital, feeling stressed about, you know, whether being a child or a parent and just being there day after day and going through that stress that, it would be nice. I guess part of me also thinks that I don't want that alcohol to be like the crutch that gets me through stress at all times. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> it, see, it, it sounded very weird when you said it, for sure. But yeah, and and I think it just if they set some guidelines and hell, I don't know, put it in a basement in the hospital. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for people to get to. I, well, I don't know. I mean, most hospitals have some type of uh, area where there's food, whether it's a, a coffee shop or a full on like uh diner or a restaurant or, you know, takeout type area. Like there's plenty of places mm-hmm. for you to be able to sell. And you, you don't need like a mixologist. Like you just need a, an, you know, sell RTDs and right. cans of beer. Just give me a fucking PBR. I don't know. Nick, what do you think? Well, I'm just, I'll just say, I just don't, I disagree with, with the hospital idea. It, it's uncanny that you, you know, you drink and the next thing you know, you drink too much. And then the next thing you know, you're the one that's getting fixed because <laughs> you drink too much. So I'll leave it at that. Um, I, I, I'm, I got so. Distracted. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, oh we're, we're looking most, at we're, we're looking at these, most movie theaters have like a two drink limit. Yeah, you can make a two drink yeah. limit at a. I mean, with respect to the original question, do I think it's a great idea for that for hospital? Uh, now you got me stuck on hospitals. Damn it, uh, movie <laughs> theaters. I mean, yeah, whatever. If it, if it matters, if it's a matter of getting a couple extra bucks in revenue for your for your place. Fine. There's. I have no problem with that. There, I got a movie theater down the street from me that sells beer. Uh, you know, at whatever per per glass. Is it for me? Not really, because I like to release, enjoy the movie. You know, and not think about if I can make it to the bar to the next, 
you know, couple of hours. I can always go to the bar afterwards and maybe spend half the price or even a third of the price if I really, really want. That's why you buy a double at the beginning of the movie. That's why you just bring a flask, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I got tons of fireball, so that won't be a problem. Um, I used to back when AMC. So for everyone that talks about sneaking in food and snacks and stuff into movie theaters for the longest time, up until maybe like five or six years ago, you could bring in drinks food into amc as long as it wasn't like hot food you know food Mm. that would smell um and i used to i couldn't tell you how many times i would go to 7-eleven buy a double gulp of seven up you know don't fill it all the way to the top and then put in a bunch of you know whiskey and just drink it throughout the entire movie it was uh i mean my 20s were weird I, I will say that we are probably running really, really short on places where you can go get a beer and, and enjoy it. Uh, the mall is definitely one of those places, but you know, there's a, it can be, it, it's possible that in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, there isn't going to be any malls left because we are going to be victims of, of e-commerce with, you know, your Amazons and your Ebays and all that. So who knows if that's even going to stick around anymore. I mean, the mall down the road for me is going to be turning into homes at some point. I don't know when, but it's going to go bye-bye in the next couple of years. It's just a matter of time. Uh, so, but I think, you know, to Ron, to Robin, Ken, your point, I, I can't think of anything else outside of heaven forbid hospitals and malls to to go to go get a drink and walk around. I mean, we we're, we reached the stage where we're now able to drink in public, you know, in you know community districts, you know, to help curb you know COVID. And now it's going to be a thing to stay as it should. Um, I don't I don't know what's the next thing. Schools, hopefully not. <laughs> Maybe Walmart. Walmart no. would be a good place. Well, you know, it's it's funny because you know you go to you you got your Kroger's and your Targets where they started opening up Starbucks in these joints now, yep. and where you can go get your coffee and you know do your shopping. You know, it, does everyone want to spend five dollars on coffee? No, but there, I would say the majority of people will spend five dollars very easily on frappuccino and coffee and tea and all that whatever brings a couple extra bucks into that store and get people to do their shopping and not have to wait the long line at the outside Starbucks. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I mean, if, if, some, if somebody was telling me that I could drop five bucks and have a final absolution while drop, while shopping, um, I would probably sign that up, but then the store would definitely want to sign me up because my ass is going to be so damn lit. I'm going to buy the whole damn store except thank you. Please come again. Well, the good thing is, is during Christmas shopping, you probably won't because there probably won't be as much stock. So you probably don't have to worry about that all too much. Probably. And, and that would be the best time to do it is when you're Christmas shopping. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I, I like, I like I said, I, I like, I kind of like both ideas. I like the mall, even though it's just, as you said, uh, Nick, that malls are, are an endangered species. And maybe it's something that could actually bring malls back. And well, I would say, let me rephrase that: that it would it would help, but I don't. I still don't think it would be enough to bring malls Most back. Malls have yeah. some place where you can go to get alcohol, anyways. Yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, you, you just go to can't like, carry it with you. Yeah, you right. go to like Great Lakes Crossing out in Auburn and Auburn Hills. They got at least 15, 20 different oh, yeah. restaurants where you can 
just go in while you're shopping, go get your meal, have a beer, and then you continue your shopping or, or just leave at that point. I don't Those know, rest- back, back when they opened, they actually had a brewery at Great Lakes Crossing. Did they? Yeah, yeah it was called Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I don't remember that. Damn it. It must have been like right. when it first opened. Yeah, uh, was- Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for your article. Wendy, what do you want to talk about? So I found an article that was the uh, six beer industry trends to watch in 2020. Well, it says 2021, but I thought it was January 2022 that it came out. So I might be wrong. Um, so I look at trends all the way through anyway. I know, right? So the things that they talked about were swapping paper for digital menus, which I think we all agree that most places have done that. When you go in, you have to look up the menu. Um, mm-hmm. More NA selections and more non-alcoholic CBD beverages. We've actually talked about that on the show. Uh, outdoor spaces remain essential to taproom success, which I think a lot of I'm, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of breweries we've been to have definitely upgraded their tap, their outdoor spaces. I'm a little scared about the outdoor spaces because while some places have definitely brought them out, um, I, I guess just kind of looking at it from like a restaurant standpoint, that in seeing the outdoor spaces that they've had, obviously we're in Michigan. It's fucking cold out here. Um, it obviously it's not as cold as like, you know, Minnesota or Wisconsin or fucking Canada, but people are not outside obviously and, and dining and, and drinking and things like that. And there are places that have little igloos, but I don't know if it's something that's going to stay and like, it, it's just going to be a seasonal thing. I, I don't know. No, I don't think that's true because I, I don't know about you, but over the last year and a half, I have definitely dined outdoors in the winter more than once. And even throughout the pandemic, I was very adamant in saying, put on Michigan people, put on your winter coat, because that's what we're here for. I think there's a lot (laughs) of outdoor breweries, like Batch is a perfect example, that their outdoor space their outdoor space is pretty damn good. And I think they do a pretty good job of, of, I guess, heating the area. But, uh, but it, it was wasn't like, at first. It wasn't at first. It wasn't at and first. And there was a lot of places that, I mean, we were willing to put on our snowsuits to go out and hang out. Oh, yeah. Last, and, last January, when we were outdoor only, places were still packed outdoors and not even like places that have igloos or tents or something like that. Like uh, when I went to um, like Confluxity, like everyone was just hanging outside. Yep. I mean, there's and, been and, plenty of places that I have eaten a burger in 20 degree weather outside when I was like, why? Why am I doing this? But it's because I'm trying to support the craft beer industry. I guess from from what I was seeing, because you know, at being at at Eastern Market Brewing every week, that you know they're not. It's it's unlike last year where I would go down there to do my Eastern Market, 
you know, grocery shopping and they'd have all the barrels and the chairs outside and people would be outside, you know, sipping. Um, they have a, a hot apple cider seltzer that they make where people would be sipping on that, having a beer, sitting at, you know, high chairs at a barrel. They didn't set those out this year. So you know, nobody is outside. And, you know, when they when we would have the stuff outside that that nobody was setting, nobody was sitting out there. I, I think it was just pretty much if there was an opportunity to be inside, that they were inside. And if the space was taken, then people just went about their business. So it's just, I guess it, it's very in a, in a very micro sized area that that's pretty much what I've seen. And I, I haven't gone far enough to just like kind of look out other than obviously being out in Plymouth for my other show where there's other restaurants that had that had outdoor seating areas that they're not using anymore. So I, I guess I, I need to have a, I need to have a, a closer look. So the other things that they talked about were um, that draft beer stays flat as breweries turn to cans and bottles. Do we see more breweries going with cans and bottles? I think a lot of breweries are going to enter distro just to try to get a few extra bucks here and there, especially with the self-distro rules changing in Michigan um, and a lot of stores wanting more local beers. Um, fighting for self- shelf space is going to always be hard, but you know I can't tell you uh, – I'm trying to think of the last – uh, store that I went into, um, I believe it was Produce Market over in Ann Arbor. And just the amount of options and choices they had uh, and can still have with their very limited space. Um, so I think you can give shelf space without overcrowding. But in the same sense, you either have to um, cater towards whatever your distro reps tell you to cater towards um, or just kind of go into business for yourself. And I think that's what like produce market does is they, you know, every, every beer only has one line and that's it. Like there's so many beers and beer options there. Um, and you don't have to worry about it, but that's just my, I, it, they just, another revenue stream is necessary for all of these breweries that are small and maybe not doing so hot, or maybe they're at a spot where it's hard to get people to go, because of COVID, like Face On is not necessarily the best place um, in Detroit in comparison to like where Brew and Batches or uh, Lager House and Eastern Market, like all these places, Detroit Beer Co. and you know downtown Detroit. Um, so having the ability of a secondary revenue stream or an extra revenue stream, um, in which when they sell it to these stores, that's it. They don't need to, you know, the stores don't need to. You you sold you already made the sale, um, so I think having that ability is going to be key. Um, I don't think they're going to be hitting like three hundred skews like an odd side or Stroh's, but you know you get your your one or two flagships and you go. So, and the last thing that I want to bring up is either like the home deliveries or e-commerce. So, um, in January two twenty twenty, Tavor increased to 115 breweries, 47 states. Um, business increased 300% and subscriptions more than double. Do we see item, things like that continuing on? Hmm. 
I mean, it just it feels like a lot of, and I think that that's kind of what I was talking about with uh, Patty, our our guest that that we had in our our last show, is that delivery has just been less. <laughs> Much less, and I see that that with this article is talking about Tavor, which you know Tavor left the state. Uh, it, it feels like almost a year ago, with you know some of the the law changes and and pretty much distributors just t- asking them, um, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> and Tavor just saying, okay, and they left, <laughs> and I I wish they were kind of they were still here. Yeah, it it definitely would uh would be a detriment to the michigan beer scene um but you know there's uh, some of those beers that tavor made that or rather that tavor delivered that you know that were appealing and you know there's just it just it just was there um with the, the delivery services and and the breweries that are that are here that still do it because I know that uh, Eastern Market slash Ferndale Project they they still um, they they still have theirs, but there's there's a whole lot that are out on the west side of the state like you know Black Calder which I wish was still deliver still doing delivery because I wish I could still get some of their beer um, I wish I could get some stuff from Wax Wings I, I wish I could get some 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 other things from um, like obviously I know the mitten does, does, uh, just distro, but you know, they have some things as well. Um, I wish it was still a thing. It's just, I think it's just one of those things that just was kind of like this COVID emergency thing where we had to do that in 2020, um, did that in part of 2021. And it's, I, I don't understand why it's not viable anymore. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it's viable anymore. I guess it, I don't know if anybody agrees or disagrees with that, but it just doesn't seem like in the current climate of where everybody's being out now, that delivery isn't a money maker for these breweries anymore. <laughs> so. I think people would do it if they would still offer it. I think they would too. It's just, I don't think there'd be enough delivery to, to sustain the cost of doing it. I guess that's the thing that I worry about. I don't know. I would love some city built to be delivered over here. I'm just <laughs> putting that out the universe. There's another one right there, city built. I mean, they. I mean, they do have a little bit of distro, right? I mean, I can go to Detroit to get some of the stuff, but man, I would just love to be able to order something and have it delivered to my house, well, even if it's once a month, like Arvon. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, we still got two more articles to go. Nick, talk to me. What do you got? Something fun. Um, there is a pub in the San Francisco Bay Area, actually specifically in the study, the city of Sunnyvale, California. So in the Bay Area, they are going to be building a miniature golf course in their pub to where you can spend, you know, you can go get a beer, play miniature golf. Uh, you can also buy a membership and get unlimited golf, unlimited 
uh, interactive games. Uh, I guess I guess they got a couple other things going on over there. And it got me to thinking of like all the fun things that we like to do while drinking. So um, Ken and Dan remember this one pretty well, playing laser tag or just drinking in uh, the parking lot at said laser tag place, which is closed and never to be mentioned of ever again. Uh, you have going to sporting events, uh, playing poker, playing blackjack, things like that. Um, me, I've taken, you know, into golf, regular golf um, over the last year or two, um, drinking on the golf cart, even though I'm a terrible golfer. Is there a th- activity that you guys really, really enjoy doing that you just like to enjoy having a beer or two or three um, whether it's like an indoor activity or an outdoor activity, I, I like mini golf and whoever thought of building a mini golf course inside your pub, I think is a wonderful idea to bring new, to bring people into your business, especially if you have the space to, to do that. Is there anything that you guys enjoy doing while drinking indoor or outdoor? Uh, so, so real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll answer this one. So, um, about, um, let's see, this was about eight years ago, uh, when I was out in San Francisco, there was a place that a buddy took me to called urban putt. And it was one of the first places where I've ever been, where it was an indoor putt putt course with the bar. And it was like full service, um, anything that you want from, from beer to liquor that they had. The only issue was that you could not take the alcohol onto the course. And it was one of the most disappointing things uh, of being at this place. Cause like, it was a really cool miniature golf course. And it was the first time that I've ever been to, to do putt putt and to be able to have a, a, a beverage, an alcoholic beverage in the same space. And I've never been able to really have that experience since. So to have something like this, where you you have, you know, a, a putt-putt place and beer in the same space, it is absolutely awesome. And I would love to go back out there. Um, shout out to my friend George. Uh, I'm going to be staying at your place this year uh just you know give me a room and uh we can go to this fucking place <laughs> I, I will say this and then ken and dan um they have they have a picture of this place already like outlined and everything they have full-blown half barrel kegs with a little like table top where you can put your drinks on so it nice. just makes the experience even more like okay you know grab a putter a golf ball put your beer down take a shot take a swig out of your glass so it's set up this way to be able to have and play blood blood at the same time. So see, and and that's kind of the weird thing about what I'm looking at with the picture is that it's different than what Urban Putt was set up, where it was it was off from away from the pub and the brewery or the, the like the the bar. I I I I don't know. I'm always worst case scenario, and just thinking that some jackass is going to go Tiger Woods on a ball. And it's going to go into that seating area that's off to the side. And it's just going to just do nothing but be a fucking catastrophe for people who are trying to enjoy themselves. <laughs> Maybe they might need to put some netting up to pre- prevent that from happening. Yes. Uh, uh, let's, Dan, 
Oh yeah, I want to do this now, especially since you brought up the Tiger Woods thing. That that would totally <laughs> I'd be the one getting kicked out with like my shirt ripped off or some shit. But oh, um Ken could probably relate to this. I definitely love playing video games while drinking five, six, seven, or eight beers. But unfortunately, you know, you also hit that point where you're getting uh banned from things like Xbox Live because of the things you say or send messages at. So he <laughs> As long as you can, what? Ban- <laughs> yeah. you got banned from Xbox Live? Not like banned? permanently, but I've been I've been banned for I've gotten three and five and seven day bans a few times because <laughs> things usually go south around one two in the morning. When, yeah, is when it because the kids piss you off? I was gonna say that when little Timmy is uh, sniping him across the map. And he tells little Timmy that he had sex with his mom last night. <laughs> little Timmy reports him. <laughs> yeah, then you get that message. Then you get logged out. You get that mm. message telling you how long you've been banned for when you <laughs> do things like that. But my God, as long as you can, I just disappointed everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, as long it. as you, you didn't disappoint anyone with that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's good. At least people listening might have been disappointed. Certain people, but yeah, yeah who cares? But uh, for for me, I, I there there is a thing that I love to do when I'm drinking, and that's smoke a cigar. And it's a rarity unless I'm like playing disc golf that I don't smoke a cigar and have a beer at the same time because there's so many amazing beers that you can pair with a good cigar. But the other one, I don't think I can tell you the last time I played a game of pool without drinking wow Ooh, right like that is the game like where you you know you you take a sip or two of the beer while you're geometry in your head knowing you're still gonna miss it um and 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 going (laughs) i was probably 18 i i used to go to uh this pool hall in clinton township when I was 18 or 19, I used to play, love playing pool. I used to have a, um, a small six foot table in my basement at my parents' house. And I loved going to pool halls and playing pool and, um, just being like a degenerate at 18. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's my game. Were you saying you were 18 the last time you played pool? Well, no, that's not true. I would say I was probably 19 or 20 because I was so, too young to drink in the bar but we would go to the pool hall on Monday nights and hang out with our friends and we would go to the bar on Wednesday nights when it was 18 and over got it um I think that leaves uh it leaves me Dan Dan, your article yeah so Today, Deschutes actually announced they're jumping into the non-alcoholic game by creating or releasing now uh, Black Butte, Black Butte non-alcoholic. Um, basically, what they've decided is there are or the non-alcoholic you know market right now is just overrun by light beers, kind of like how it was in the late to early to late '80s. So they've decided to jump in and show you can do beers. You know, besides these light styles and not forcing everyone to have to go to that route if they want to drink, you know, NA or these basically hot flavored seltzers. Um, do you? I'm curious, do you guys think that a lot of these breweries are missing the boat? Because I know, Ken, you have a couple of darks there. There are a couple of other companies, usually the non-alcoholic breweries, that um, make like a dark or they make kind of like trying to be a stout, but that's not really a stout. Do you think a lot of these companies are missing the boat? by not making another style besides like your 
Heineken 0.0 or, you know, the Budweiser version that's the 0.0, when there are a lot of other beer drinkers out there that want something dark, want something that's not just a light beer, do you think a lot of them are missing the boat? Or do you think it's going to remain kind of like the lager only as far as non-alcoholic goes? Uh, unless you're doing it like in brewery only, I don't think you're getting onto the shelves. Um, or unless you're a true NA brewery, athletic, big drop, um, untitled art, which is, you know, they have NA and alcoholic. Um, so like Deschutes could probably squeeze in and get their own, um, spot onto a shelf, but, um, I mean, I think, I don't think we're oversaturated on NA beers quite yet. Um, but I think dark is definitely a style that a lot of people are going to already. And I think we're missing the boat on potentially, um, some other styles like a wheat, uh, or a blonde or an amber, um, and that's what I think the breweries are missing the boat is not making those types of styles that are a little more citrusy and a little more um, spicy. Uh, well, not spicy hot, but spicy spice. It's the <laughs> unknown that spice. coriander, not not that ghost pepper. Yeah, it's the unknown spice girl, <laughs> spicy spice. Um, <laughs> but that's my thought. You do bring up a good point. You know, I can think of one amber that I found made by, I think it's Bravis, that had an amber, non-alcoholic. You really can't find any others. They're all IPA. They're all lagers. This, is, this all... is definitely as close to an amber as you're going to get the the copper um, ale from Athletic Brewing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my thoughts. What about you guys? I haven't gotten a chance to try that any. The untitled art stout the s'mores one yeah there's oh a s'mores God. one i really got, want to try that one i haven't got a chance to do it i've got the chocolate milk one i That's... like the brew dog stout um i wish that they did that there were more options available just because i, mean... I got the um mix pack of the untitled art stout untitled art NA beers and it was a West Coast IPA which is too much for me. I wasn't fond of it. The Juicy NA NE IPA was okay. The Berliner Weiss was amazing. I thought that was fantastic but I would really like to try that out. Yeah that um, that Untitled Arts um S'more stout was just absolutely amazing. And if they did more NA beers that, <clears throat> and, and just, I guess, had the, the production and putting it out the way Athletic was doing, they, they'd be absolutely fucking killing it. Um, this uh, Deschutes, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've fallen off of Deschutes a while ago. And going out to Portland and going to Deschutes did not really help. Um, I, I do like their Blackview Porter. Uh, I, I can't really imagine it being a non-alcoholic, and I, I definitely would be curious to try it and, and see where it's at. But I, I think it's like, to, to your guys' point, it's just like you said, that there there are way too many styles that are out there that um, you know people could be clamoring for in, in terms of an N.A. beer. And, you know, with, with the wheat, we, we have enough uh, NAIPAs as it is. 
Um, yeah, you know, like there's which, way too many NAIPAs, that's for sure. Right. I'm trying to figure out exactly how many of those are made of stone. But there's, <laughs> there are just so two roots. <laughs> just because right. you like beer doesn't mean you like IPAs. Yep. Right. And and there's just there's a lot of those that are out there. But if if you start to to, to start bringing out some of these other profiles, I mean, hell, I want to see an NA Doppelbach. <laughs> pull that shit off <laughs> really any of these other styles it doesn't even have to be a stout um but any no. of these styles you know it'd be nice to get like a scotch ale um for example yes. anything uh. like that just something besides these light loggers anything would really be nice and i think you would see people going for it i, I agree as a positive before we wrap this up too uh i had the opportunity to have coonan's root beer um earlier this week and it was so good um sadly you know when when you walk in and you look you know what their na options are i i hope a lot of these breweries start at least carrying sodas like even if you carry like bricks or something local or even if it's diet coke or something like that it doesn't have to be a a gun but just an option um i think is going to be uh a lot nicer for um people who are just looking for something that's just not beer, especially if you can give me the opportunity, like a root beer, like the root beer at Kunin, I will now, when I go to Kunin, order a beer and then order a root beer to, as kind of like the two roots guy was talking about pacing himself in between, um, you know, drams of whiskey. Uh, it was just so good. Um, so that's, that's my call out for NA beers is just, just make more, make more local, um, and my call out too, like if, if two roots can do it, like contract out and allow like brewers to come in and make NA beer or maybe even, I, I curious if this will work, I'd have to ask the legalities, but what if you had like a, a collective, like two roots has this, you know, how people have like, um, collaborations, like what if, um, I'm trying to think of the breweries that are kind of over by there, but grab cat crap, homegrown. Blue Skies all came in and did a collab NA beer that they could all now serve at their brewery. I'd That'd like be that. a great idea. Yeah. You know, that way then you're not putting in too much money. You One, two roots can contract and still do a huge batch because obviously their systems over at Auburn Hills, Rochester Mills um, is crazy. Uh, but all these breweries can mm-hmm. then get their own little slice of that NA beer to serve. That's just my choice. Uh, we are nearing the one hour mark. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, we will be live next week. Our guest is going to be Arvon. Um, so Michigan series number 21 as, uh, we finish Dan, Dan, you're going to finish dry January with me 28th. I am. Yeah. We got one more show, one more show. All right. That's going to do it for the better on draft podcast. Follow us live on all of our social medias. And of course we are live 7 PM Fridays, Eastern standard time. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Hey.